Hello, fellow fight fans. Scott Fontana and Dan Urban here, coming at you with the latest from the Couchside Judges. And as much as midnight be nice to let UFC 253 and its two fun title fights digest from Saturday, the Octagon Machine rolls on with another event from Fight Island this weekend. Holly Holm takes on Irene Aldana in the headliner with Jermaine Durandame against Juliana Pena, serving as a second main card women's bantamweight bout. We'll talk about those fights, but before we do, we've got a past judgment for you. And this one relates to an accomplished fighter who is surprisingly stashed on the prelims, Carlos Condit. We're going to rescore the Natural Born Killer's fantastic 2016 welterweight title fight against Robbie Lawler and see if our scoring system would have changed the result, which originally was a split decision for Lawler. Dan, I can't wait to get into past judgment, so let's set it up right now with how our scoring system works. Yeah, the CSJ criteria is basically the same as the ABC criteria, which, if you are unfamiliar with, it's available at abcboxing.com. Like certified judges, we score rounds based on the three Ds, damage, dominance, and duration. But we just made a few key changes. A 10-9 round is a competitive round in which neither fighter checks one of the three Ds by a large margin. A 10-8 can be considered for just one D, but should definitely be given when two Ds are achieved. A 10-7 is available for checking off two Ds, but must be given for all three. We've discarded tiebreakers for effective aggression and area control, as these are rarely used by judges anyway. The rare 10-10 would only be given in largely uneventful rounds. All this helps provide more varied scores that should more accurately reflect what happened in a fight. So Scott, set the stage for Lawler Condit. This one was the headliner for UFC 195 at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas on January 2nd, 2016. So this was before everything kind of changed in the business model of the UFC and, and it was sold for that you know, multi-billion dollars. It was kind of an old era kind of thing for people who almost forgotten what it was like uh, when the Fertitas were owners. Uh, Lawler, he was making his second welterweight title defense for this one, coming off a wild win over Rory McDonald the previous July. And that, honestly, that might be the greatest fight ever, Dan. That was a great fight. It was amazing. That was... I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that's definitely the greatest fight ever, but it just might be. Conde had won his only fight in almost two years the previous May over Tiago Alves. And not the usual springboard for a title shot, but he at least was the former interim welterweight champ. So, you know, there's something there that gives him, okay, you know, maybe he can have a title shot here. A little bit of a weird choice, but at least it produced this fight. So there's that. The judges for this one were Derek Cleary, Chris Lee, and Tony Weeks. And the referee was Big John McCarthy. So, Dan... Take us through. Let's start with round one. What'd you see? Round one, Condit landed some decent kicks, you know, body to the leg. Uh, but nothing really much happened until he dropped him with a left. He Condit drops Robbie Long with a left, and yeah, it was like a kind of like a, a sort of a semi knockdown. Yeah, it was, I mean, you know, he didn't really press after it. Robbie really didn't do much after it. it this was a slow round, but I scored a ten nine for Condit. Yeah, I did too. You know, obviously the the kicks were landing very well. Um, some other clean punches too. And Lawler, he never really got it fully going. See, he, he almost started to look like he was starting to find his hands just a bit before he got dropped. And then, it, you know, he never really got there again. Yeah, he was, this wasn't his best round. No, definitely not. It's a little bit of a slow start. Five round fight. Obviously, Condit really, other than being dropped very briefly, it wasn't like he was in a terrible amount of trouble here. So yeah, I, I also went 10-9 Condit, you know, no drama here. Uh, pretty easy, and so did all three judges. Nobody saw this as anything uh, other than what it was, right? Yeah, just pretty easy call here. Totally unassuming round, considering this fight is remembered as one of the great fights, right? Because of how it ends. 
We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We're building up to it. <laughs> Round two, though. What happened here, man? Round two, it start. You know, it seems like they're still trying to feel each other out a little bit. Kind of a slow start until you know Condit's landing. You know, to the body, maybe a little bit. Nothing really effective or significant. And Lawler hits him with a with a, a left and a right, which drops him. Drops Condit straight to his back. Lawler follows him to the ground with a couple punches. Uh, after the couple punches on the ground, though, he really wasn't able to do too much. Yeah, I didn't think he capitalized very well. Yeah, I mean, Condit kind of threw. I mean, I don't know how effective they were. He threw some elbows. I uh, don't know if they really landed all that cleanly. And Lawler didn't want him on the ground anymore. He just stood up. He said, let's go. I don't blame him, honestly. Condit's dangerous down there, both with his elbows and strikes and, and mm-hmm. the fact that he can he can throw up triangles and things like that. Yep. So I don't I don't fault him for that at all. But it did hurt his ability to to kind of really make headway. Yeah, I think he if he could have poured it on a little bit. But uh, when they get up, Condit really still didn't land anything all that effective. He had some good volume striking but nothing like really that strong. And Lawler didn't really throw much again, but he still landed a couple of one or two strong punches uh, before the end of this round. So you gave this one a 10-9. Yeah, I went 10-9 for Lawler. I actually went all the way to 10-8 in our system. Okay. And it's definitely a borderline one. This is this is one where, you know, we, we say in, in, uh, in our system, you can give a 10-8 for 1D. It can be considered. And yeah. I thought the damage was good enough with the knockdown, with what Lawler was able to land throughout the rest of the round. Because, yes, as as much as Condit was also landing, I really didn't think he was landing very impactfully, you know, very effectively compared to what Lawler had done. So I borderline case here, certainly one that I think you'd have to kind of debate over. And maybe I'm wrong here, but I went to I went to the 10-8 for Lawler. I, I, I'm not going to fight you too hard on this. The thing I, I didn't just... I, there wasn't enough from Condit to, to for me to say, hey, no, he only lost 10-9. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm okay with it. All right. So then obviously you have it tied just like all three judges who yep. at this point also saw the round for Lawler. Yeah. Whereas I went 10-8, which, you know, that's not a score that the judges should have given at that point. This is very much particular to our system where I gave a 10-8. So that puts Lawler up 19-18 on my card going into the third round and what this round ended up actually being the swing round of the whole fight. Yeah. This round was, uh, yeah, I went for a lawler this round. I'll start with that. Okay. He was, and he- I'm on the other side. So yeah, let, let's yeah, see. He was head hunting this round and he started off strong. Kind of was starting to bleed a little bit from the mouth, nose area. You know, kind of was landing more strikes. I just didn't think they were as impactful. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a close case here. I, I thought this was a very, very close round, a very, kind of an almost no wrong answers kind of round because it's, it's really how do you value it? It's is it is it the volume or is it the fact that, yes, whenever Lawler is connecting upstairs, it's clearly affecting Condit. It's really hard to say where the line between good volume and, you know, effective striking that doesn't occur nearly often enough in the round. And I just honestly, I just thought Lawler didn't do enough over the five minutes. Okay, I mean, I I think Condit has a a great argument, a strong argument for this round. I I valued mm-hmm. Robbie's damage over uh, what Condit did. Yeah, I I can't fault you there either. I really don't. Um, it, it ended up being a swing round for the judges here too. Uh, of of course, you know, we're talking about ten nine on our um even in our system. I have Condit, you have Lawler. Uh, but the judges that evening also went ten nine on either side. It was Cleary and Lee who saw this for Lawler making him up a point on their cards. And it was Tony Weeks who had 
conned it just as I did, putting him up 29-28. But on my card, because I had the 10-8 in round two, this fight is actually tied at 28 all. Okay, you got a draw going into the championship rounds. But your card, of course, just to remind everybody, looks like uh, Cleary and Lee's. Yep, 29-28 Yep. Natural card, nothing nothing out of the ordinary in our system even. Uh, round four, big round for Condit. Best round of the fight for him by, by far. Oh, easily, yeah. I mean, he, he poured it on that the final, what was it, maybe two and a half minutes, two minutes? He yeah, stumbled. somewhere around there. Yeah, he hurt Robbie, he was stumbled, and he just went for it there. And, and he was building up to that, too. I, not to not to cut you off, but I really just want to point out that he was building up a case of volume throughout the round, too. It was, it was working for him, and then it got even better. So, yeah, yeah it just course, yeah, explain it, how it went. It, it just it snowballed. It just got worse for Robbie. I mean, even though he was landing stuff, it wasn't good enough. And I thought this was definitely good enough to give a 10-8 for Condit. Yeah, absolutely. I went there too. I think this is a perfect example of a clear 10-8 in our system. You know, I gave 10-8 in round two, but I thought even that was a very borderline case. And I have no problem with anyone's, you know, you obviously went the other way. This one, this is our 10-8. This is what it should look like. Kind of a 10-8 and a half in 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 the natural, uh, you know, sort of unnatural order of things, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, Lawler, he wasn't shut out, like you said, but he, he really did a lot of stalking, pressing without throwing, or, you know, he'd throw and he'd whiff, or he'd you know, be very clearly blocked. It's just nothing was getting through, or it wasn't being thrown. He tried to not be the wild Robbie, it seemed. He wanted to be more calculated, almost. Yeah, and, and as we'll talk about in a minute, he certainly saved it for the, the fifth and final <laughs> round, didn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this I thought that Condit had good duration to his striking offense as well. You know, talking about those last two-ish minutes or so, you know, Lawler was never in real trouble, but Condit, he pressed well, he was consistent, he was landing well the whole time. With and damage. I thought that was good duration. Yep. I, I agree absolutely. with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, this is a clear 10 in our system. We agree, of course. Uh, so where does that put your scorecard then? I have Condit up 38-37 now. Okay, and I have him up 38-36. Okay. Yeah, so that's obviously this is the key difference between you and I. So obviously all the judges here, they gave it to Condit. No questions asked. They wouldn't go 10-8, nor should they have. It's We're talking about our system. So that means on Weeks card... Carlos Condit is up 39-37, but on Lee and Cleary, it's tied at 38 all, which means everything does come down to this final round, Dan. This final round. This is the round that gave everyone the lasting impression of this fight as one of the all-time great fights. This round made it legendary. It was like up to through round four for 20 minutes, solid fight, right? Yeah. Solid, not terribly memorable, but, you know, good fight. And then this five minutes happened and it was just monstrous. Let me just put some stuff out there. Interesting about this round here. You look at the striking numbers, combined strikes, 115 landed between the two men in five minutes. They, yeah, they, they tried to kill and each they're, other here. They're all bad intention strikes. They're all considered significant strikes by UFC stats. You don't see those kind of numbers, especially at welterweight, which is, you know, not a, not a heavy weight, but it's, flyweights barely do this (laughs) this was wild they went for and you know it's actually shocking that condit was able to continue at that pace because he was almost at this pace the entire fight he threw a lot yeah he was you could tell by the end of this round of course which will you know we'll explain what happened in a minute but they were both they very clearly left everything out there yeah this 
this round was wild. I mean, I thought it was back and forth the whole whole time. Condit early, he was landing those slicing elbows over the top. Robbie's bleeding yes. from his from the from his right eye. I don't know if that if that happened in round four, but he was definitely bleeding. Robbie always seems to get sliced up, doesn't he? Lawler finally says, "You know what? I'm done. You know, holding back, and I'm just gonna let everything go." Unloads on every single shot he throws for you know basically the entire round. Condit's yeah. answering. He's not answering as you know hard because he no one really hits as hard as Robbie. And you can. And I, I you know what? I I thought there was just too much good from both guys to give one of them a ten eight, and I scored it ten nine for Lawler. And I can understand that absolutely, but you know what? I actually went to the ten eight okay. in our system and. I actually thought it was a pretty strong one too because of the nature of the strikes. The volume was there from both guys this time. This isn't a right. case where, uh, although <laughs> I believe, I forget the exact number, but it was 60 some odd. I think it was 63 strikes landed by Carlos Condit here. 63 significant strikes. You don't see those numbers. He landed that many, but Robbie was right behind him at 52. And again, the, the judges don't work with these numbers, but, this is just to illustrate to you how much they were throwing, how often they were throwing. And honestly, almost every time Lawler landed, it was harder than Condit. Yeah, it was definitely harder. I got to give you that. So when you've got this level of volume from both of them, even with the edge going to Condit, I think it was a significant edge in the effectiveness of these strikes for Lawler there. And that's why I felt okay going to a 10-8 in our system. And I... I don't think I would say that this is some sort of 10-8 naturally, but I think it's probably closer to a 10-7 in our system, which would be a 10-8 normally, than it would be to a 10-9 in our system. That's just how I felt. Oh, I think 10-7 would be a little rough. No, 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 I agree. I'm not saying we would go there, but I think when you're talking about, like, let's say let's say there's, like, a very middle of what our 10-8 is, right? Mm-hmm. You have it leaning. I'm saying it's to closer to the 10 7 side than the 10 oh, okay. 9 side. That's all I mean. I mean, I had my, you know, if I was cage side judging the fight, I think I would probably would have been a little bit unprofessional because I was kind of losing my mind in my chair. Like, <laughs> is this fight <laughs> even, happening right even now? Even now, like watching it again? Watching it again time? because I haven't seen it in so long. I was like, wow, yeah, this it's fight. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. This fight is, is like epic. I mean, well, this round especially. This round was epic. Yeah. Yeah. This, this has got to be probably. Is this like a top three round all time in the UFC? I don't know. It's it must a, be. It's got to be up there. As far as rounds that didn't have a finish in it, uh, you know, just, mm. let's qualify it like that. Man, might be. I mean, yeah, Bonner, Bonner and Griffin probably number one. <laughs> I don't know, man. That was too, that was a little sloppier than this. I know, but sloppy fights can sometimes be fun. I'm not saying they're not, but I mean, I would have a hard time putting you know it over I, something like this. You know what I mean? I do want to rewatch this round again because I watched it with no sound. I want to hear what the commentators were saying. Because they, oh, they were probably okay. going yeah, crazy. They probably went no, a little crazy. They were they were having a good time. Goldie was having fun. Okay. Rogan was having fun. So I might I might do that again with the sound on. Oh, there you go. So but yeah, uh... this I mean this was obviously a fantastic fight. And and again, I went 10-8 for Lawler here. So on my card, I have it as a 46-46 draw. And I got a 47-47 draw. So we got there in completely different ways, but we ended up at a draw. The way the scoring works. The judges could not have given a draw here. No, there, none of the rounds were quite to the 10-8 level. So that everyone everyone did their job by giving 10-9s all around. And I don't think the fact that they differed on... And again, everybody gave this round a 10-9 for Lawler. You know, that was it was a Lawler round. Because um, 
yeah, the effect of striking one over the volume here. It was, just, it was too close to not do that. Um, but yeah, so Weeks ended up with Condit at 48-47. 48-47s for the other way for Lawler from Lee and Cleary. So obviously he retained split decision. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally okay with a draw here. Absolutely. I'm yeah. upset with you. But now, now I'm about to break, make another argument here, and now I'm kind of upset with my scoring. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to say, well, you know, not all 10 nines are created equal. And that's why there should be more varied scores. And then I look at my round one and I say, well, well, Condit got a 10-9 for that. Why is Lawler only getting a 10-9 for round five? Yeah. And so now brings the question all back to us now. Do we? Yep. You know, 10-9 is such a such a huge, huge gap of what, what it could be. And that's why I'm I was willing to push it. Because again, yeah. we do have license to even with just damage, we can push it to the 10-8 yep. if we so feel it is warranted there and i like that flexibility in our system um so you know that's why hey that's why we have these conversations right you and i you know before the show everybody we we kind of share our scores until we have the numbers most of the time so we know that but we typically don't break it down we like to have the conversation uh for you all but here i think it's a real good case where we can kind of make the case to each other and i can try to sway you or you can try to sway me you know Mm -hmm. yeah i'm with you yeah. So, what do you think? Having thought about it now, having had this conversation, would you would you change any of your scores? Uh, I might want to revisit uh, round one and two. Not round uh, round two and five. Rounds two and five. Okay. Because those are the ones you went ten eight and I went ten nine. So. Yeah, I did. I did. I you know we split on who won round three, but I think probably we could watch that five or six times and just change Not, our mind I think depending that's a on how we feel. Yeah. You know, I think that's a that coin flip round. That's just that's one of those rounds that you're going to have to just kind of accept that it may just go the other way because it was unless you're unless they had changed the rules to say something or this the scoring criteria to say something like volume doesn't matter as much or something. But they're not going to do something like that. They shouldn't do something like that. It, the, the, the wording of the rules there is perfectly fine. It really comes down to how you interpret the action in that round. And it's too close. Uh, unfortunately, that's the type of round that really is at the very lowest end of the 10-9 spectrum. So close to a 10-10, you know what I mean? Yeah, but we're not going to be given any 10-10s unless no, they no, basically no, no, no. stare at each other for five minutes. No, no. But like if we were, let's let's say we expanded beyond, you know, the three scores we have, 9-8-7, we found some sort of, you know, 10-9-and-a-half, you know, for argument's sake. That would be, for me, that would be kind of a 10-9-and-a-half because yeah, I feel like yeah, you can make yep. arguments for each. If you can make an argument for each fighter in your own head, I feel like that's one of those things where it should be, you know, kind of like, a. again, I don't like the idea of calling it a 10-10 round. I think you still can pick somebody, but I think it shouldn't be, but I don't think it should be weighted the same. The one thing I'd like to say for Condit, though, is it, it does stink for him to lose this one. It stinks for either of them to lose, but like this was Condit's last best chance to become the undisputed champion. And he was the interim champ. Obviously, even that's disputed because everyone says Diaz won 2-5. Um, and I disagree still. I disagreed then. I disagree now. But 209. He has. What's that? 209. Oh, of course, 209 for you. But but <laughs> no, I <laughs> but I just it's a shame he hasn't been the same fighter. I don't think he's even won a fight since then. Like, I know you scored it for Lawler, but you can totally see why the well, judges scored, that night could have gone for Condit. Well, I scored a, a draw. No, no, no. But, you oh, know, if your oh, scores were applied scored, to the oh, ABC okay. scoring. Yeah. System. Yeah. I would have scored it for Lawler then. Yeah, exactly. Just as I would have scored for Condit. But yeah, you can understand the argument either way on that because it's really just round three. Yeah, round three is the swing round. And round three is yeah. a swing round for the judges. 
and it is a bit of a shame. I mean, he really never got the chance to be the champ. He, he was he was really never fun. had his real time to shine. And now they've stuck him on the prelims on one of the most bland looking Fight Island cards that I could imagine. I mean, I, I guess they need a a prelim headliner. I don't know who else. Would, Arguably, would go there. he could be the co-main event on this one. <laughs> and that's not supposed to be disrespectful to Jermaine Durandame, who is a wonderful fighter, fantastic fighter. Arguably should be headlining if it was just about your fight skills, because she did beat Holly Holm, who's in the main event, of course. But Condit's the one with the name value here. I mean, it's Holm and then Condit. What are you sticking around the prelims for? What the heck? Yeah, I, I'm going to say it's Condit, then Holm. But I mean, that's that's just the way you feel. But the whole look, like it or not, she's a bigger name. She crosses. She has crossover value. I mean, I don't know. I'm not that pumped for this card. <laughs> I'm not saying I am. I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is that if you ask a random person who Carlos Condit is and who Holly Holm is, you're more likely to get someone say, oh, I know Holly Holm is. She beat Ronda Rousey. OK, so she has more name power because she beat Rousey. Correct. That's it. Blah. Well, she she's also been pushed into headlining as a result of beating Ronda Rousey. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that this is the way marketing works. Good point, Scott. But you know that is the main event: Holly Holm versus Arena Aldana. What do you think about this one? You know, it's not the worst matchup, but I'm not that jacked up about it to be honest. I, Holly Holm is stuck in this zone where she's not championship caliber anymore, uh, but she's very clearly one of the best at 135 and 145 pounds for the women. So she's kind of in this, you know, it's like the, the highest level gatekeeper that you can kind of think of. And, you know, that, that's obviously, and in, in, it can be insulting for fighters to hear that, but like, you know, she's still pretty good. It's just, I don't know. Like I said, she's, she's it's, it's almost being stuck in the friend zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, her last fight wasn't that great. It won, but it was, it wasn't fun to watch. A lot of them have been like that. Although I, I will say, you know, going back a little more, uh, further back, but not too far. I thought that her fight against Megan Anderson from what was it, one or two years ago? I thought that was actually a very good performance for her, and it showed off how uh, she has depth to her game and isn't just a striker anymore. So, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to see if she can pull any of that out against Aldana here. Yeah, we'll see. Aldana just beat Ketlin Vera, who just beat Sarge Eubank. So, I guess that's a pretty decent win for her. No, it is. Uh, Vieira is obviously a talented fighter. Um, she's, you know, still waiting to break through. I think ultimately she'll challenge Amanda Nunes for the belt at some point. Although, you know, mm -hmm. it's probably just going to be as fodder because who's beating Lioness? <laughs> nobody's beating him. No matter what random yeah. he has to say. Yeah. Nobody's beating that, that girl. She is tough. Very tough. But you know, what do you, what do you think of this one? What do you think? It, how do you think it goes down? I think it's either going to be a, um, very boring Holly home, stay on the outside, dance around, try to pick her apart and lose or she uses her uh, strategy of just putting her against the cage and wall install tactics and gets, I don't know about that I don't, I don't I, you're, you're very pessimistic on that I think it can be an okay fight I'm not jacked up about it but I think it can be okay it's definitely I envision it being a, a point fest too though you know where she's not really going to be able to get the finish but she I mean she hits hard she kicks hard well she see. gets the right opening and I don't know what Aldana's going to be like in the championship rounds who knows I, I will say home for by decision, though, and, and not a thriller. Hope I'm wrong. Uh, so what judges can we expect? You know, I it's hard to say still, but I, you know, just to recap kind of what we had last week, we only had five judges assigned to this week, this, this past weekend here. Uh, one of them was a newcomer 
named Ahmed Korchi, and I might be saying his name wrong, and I apologize if that's the case, but uh, he this was actually the first entry on his MMA decisions profile. So he was, you know, very new to, you know, fans at large, you know, not saying he's a new official, but uh, I know he's worked as an official for Aries FC before, uh, at least as a ref. I'm pretty sure he's also judged as well. Uh, but, you know, I thought he did pretty well. There was no nobody, nobody over the weekend of, of any of the guys and, you know, people like Mike Bell, Dave Torelli, Anders Olsen. Uh, these guys, everyone kind of did pretty fine, I thought. Yeah, and I don't recall anything all that crazy outside of one or two minor things yeah very minor stuff nothing nothing even really comes to mind off the off the top of my head right now uh i'm not sure exactly if it's going to be the same team i know that there will be more judges coming out and possibly leaving as time goes on so it could be a slightly different team could be a very different team um we'll see though i think uh you know it's good that mike bell's out there and dave torelli they're they're some of the best from the u.s Anders olsen's a good official too you know, I, I feel good about this crew, and I'm hopeful that they get at least more people. That would be nice if there's just at least more than five, you know what yeah, I mean? There was a lot of European events and Middle Eastern events that this past week, which I imagine a lot of them were scheduled for those fights. Yeah, it, it's tough because, you know, the UFC is asking a big commit for everybody to get out there for as long as they're going to be out in Abu Dhabi. So I know that some officials will be there for short term periods of time. Uh, but ultimately, you know, we're going to see a bunch of different judges coming in and out. But I think they should be good judges. I feel good about that. Yeah, I, I don't have any uh, worries. But uh, any other fights you're looking forward to? Yeah, actually, I, you know, we mentioned this in the intro. I I am looking forward to Jermaine Durandame and Juliana Pena. I, I actually like this fight. I'm, I think it would be a more fun main event fight, honestly. I, you know, we talked about marketing and marketability of home before, but I think this is going to be a better fight. Uh, it, and it is kind of, it's almost an old school striker versus grappler deal. They have dimensions to their game, both of them, but you know, Deronda may is a kickboxer and Pena's does her best work on the ground. So I, I think that's how we see this fight. I don't know about you, but I imagine GDR is going to keep it upright, bust Pena up and get the finish. Uh, we'll see. I mean, if she learned anything from her fight with Amanda, she definitely started working on her takedown defense. I mean, and, she's got decent takedown uh, defense. It's just Nunes is, like we said, she's a beast. She is. She's just really... She's, she's otherworldly. So, it's yeah. it's like not even fair to compare yeah, that's to how somebody yeah. does against her. Like, uh, it's almost yeah, like it's, a... It's like how it was when women fought Cyborg over the years. It's like, well, it's Cyborg. You can't just judge her based on that. You know, it's the same thing with Nunes. Yeah, but for my prediction, I'm going to go with Juliana Pena. Okay. Bioma Plata. Bioma Plata. It's always going to be an Oma Plata. One day you'll be right, and your record will be like <laughs> 1 in 58 or something. You know, that's probably generous, too. <laughs> but but for your sake, I hope so. Or at least Gogo. I want to go yeah, Plata. Any Plata. Uh, any Plata, exactly. What about you? What's, what's the fight you want to see? I, uh, I bet I know. Yeah. What do you think? Um, it's, I'm going to say it has something to do with Arlos K on K. You would be correct. Carlos Condit yeah. versus Court McGee. This, this should be on the main card. Like we mentioned, it's kind of ridiculous that he's on the prelims. I, I mean, I know he hasn't won a fight in a while. He has not. He has not been the same fighter for the last, what, six years, seven years wow. or something like that. It's been a long time. I don't care. I still want to see him fight in a more prestigious spot than Jorgen de Castro and Carlos Felipe. I'm oh, sorry. That's not agree. that's not even like a, a controversial opinion. 
not even close to being controversial. And it's not like he's against some, you know, boring fighter. Court McGee comes and brings it every single time. This is going to be a fun fight. I don't know who's going to win. I'm going to imagine it's going to be McGee, but we'll see. I mean, they're both coming off losses. I'm taking the natural-born killer with a throwback finish in a violent performance. And and McGee is hard to finish, so I'm still, I'm, but I'm still going with it. And honestly, I kind of hope that maybe Condit just leaves the gloves in the middle of the cage after that. That would be nice. Just just walk out with a good performance, kind of a throwback type performance, and be like, you know what, I'm done. I'm out. I got to play with a flamethrower somewhere. <laughs> There's the clacker, so we'll wrap it up. Hope you guys enjoyed reliving that awesome Lawler-Condit fight. I know Dan and I did. The Couchside judges will be back again Monday to break down the next Fight Island fights that we were just talking about. Hopefully, nobody will get too revved up over a bad decision or something like that, but we'll be there for you, as always, to explain it. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Couchside Judges, as well as myself at Scott underscore Fontana. And my DMs are open. And find me on Twitter as well at DanUrbanMMA. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Thanks for listening, everyone. Later. Later.